So welcome to The Threesome, y'all. This is the podcast where the three of us try to talk about at least three topics each week. The three of us are our point person, Star. She is also our optimistic realist. Woo-woo! <laughs> and the center of our threesome, as always, is Magic, and he is also our voice of reason. Woo-hoo! <laughs> wow. Uh, full moon outside. Oh. Okay. That sounded like McGruff the crime. Right. Dog. I don't know what. Yeah. <laughs> you just call me a cop. I mean, my actual dog ain't in here, you know, baying at the moon, but okay. Bringing up the rear, as always, it's me, Storm, and I identify as pragmatic contrarian. Ah, so, we going to talk about this Derek Jackson dude or what? You have to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't have to, but it seems like a thing. Like, I just found out who he was today because everybody Definitely was talking about you it. You and I both. I only knew who he was because I would see occasional postings on Facebook. I think I've listened to maybe one of his things, and it was just like, okay, you saying common sense stuff. If he like you, you know about it. If he don't, you can't conjure it into something that you want. If the interest is not there, it's not there. Respect yourself. Don't let men run over you. Let men be men. All of that typical stuff. Yeah, I never really had an interest in following him, but I kind of knew who he was. But this whole thing about him cheating, I could care less about. Like, people are really shocked and appalled and like oh he talk all that shit and the funniest part of it to me is the men who are like damn near celebrating his fall from grace because <laughs> they were like because <laughs> i was out there hating hey, on people i mean i'm just saying as one would imagine yeah because they like this old minstrel ass fool and all of this other stuff they was calling him sell out just a whole bunch of stuff here's the thing no matter how much you didn't like him no matter what you thought of him it was just like a lot of the stuff that i heard that he was saying it's not that it wasn't true men were just upset that he He was was out there convincing women to demand better (laughs) and they were pissed about it i don't think that was the case so much as he was calling out people Lil Duval was one of them, and it's like yo bro you ain't got your shit straight what the fuck you look like telling anybody anything yeah, I've never heard anything he's ever said, so I don't know of any of his advice to say whether it's good advice or bad advice. I just don't understand why people are looking to him for advice. I don't know. I just find that weird. Why? Common sense isn't all that common anymore. Apparently, but you have your own intuition for a reason. Why are you dependent on somebody else to make you feel good about decisions that you make? I just don't get that. But From what I gather, it wasn't even about somebody having somebody to make you feel good about decisions that you made. It was more so about having the male perspective on things you know um oh good lord (laughs) that was my take from it is that like the black perspective right like everyone's the same i mean women don't want to hear a man's opinion they want to hear their own opinion in a deeper voice no that's not true it's the same way social media is an echo chamber people are seeking out shit that they already feel 
So they're like, hey, yeah, I think that too. If I want to hear a man's opinion, then I go to men that I know and respect. I don't go seek the opinion of some random dude on the internet. It's because you're old and you know actual people. (laughs) Youngsters, their whole life is on the internet. They've switched reality with the fantasy. They had to have met a dude at some point in their lives. If I see another teenager that just refuses to talk to a human being, <laughs> these, yo, they different. They are. I don't really care to talk to humans that often either, but... Even less strangers on the motherfucking internet. And then there's that. So I wasn't really disappointed in his downfall. I am, however, a little bit amused. <laughs> Not because of him, just because how people are taking it, people's reactions. I was very amused by his apology that very quickly became bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He threw his wife in the mix of that shit, bitch ass. I'm mad about him throwing her in the mix, and I'm also mad about the way that people were dragging his wife yeah, her appearance. Like, I didn't understand. She's going through one of the hardest times in her life, and you mofo's out there would really have the nerve to want her to be all glammed up on camera. Yeah, that's just I, stupid. I, mean, like, I also didn't understand the people who were dragging her for not leaving him. It's a whole lot of people who are invested in other people's relationships. To the they point. ain't got no fucking life. <laughs> I don't have a fucking life, but. Yeah, but I don't have the fucking time or energy or concern to be on the internet giving a fuck what somebody else is going through. Exactly. I felt sorry for her, but if she don't want to leave, that's her. I'm sure she has her reasons. I don't know her. I don't know them. So I'm not about to sit here and make a whole bunch of assumptions. Oh, she's weak. I heard someone say earlier today, he probably emotionally abuses her and all this. I'm like, that is a whole lot of assumptions to make based on this. <laughs> I don't know that I wouldn't assume it. Well, I don't assume it because she didn't say it. I'm just not going to make that assumption. Clearly, your man's is a narcissist. It could be that she doesn't mind him fucking with other women because she don't want to fuck him. Maybe it's that. Maybe she likes the income, but she don't want the obligation. I don't know is what I'm saying. I've always felt like people who go through such fucked up shit and go back to the same person, it's one, two, or three of these things. Lack of self-esteem or financial dependence or Stockholm Syndrome. Okay. And that very well could be. It's not for me to sit here and make assumptions on that. Or better yet, try to start a dialogue on Twitter about it. I don't know these people. (laughs) Fuck them. Let them do what they're doing. Me sitting up here trying to speculate on her mental state or his or the state of that. Like, I don't care enough. Matter of fact, if these were people I knew, I wouldn't be in their damn business. It would depend on who the people were. (laughs) That's a thing you learn, especially being a friend zone dude. If somebody's in a fucked up relationship and they want to be there, shut the fuck up and let them be. Well, that's true, but 
Sometimes. Regardless of what you say, they can go back and you just look like the asshole for being honest. Okay. But there's also a way to provide advice without judgment. <laughs> yeah, that's not one of my strong points. <laughs> a lot of people aren't feel that. That is what I try to do, but it doesn't always work out that yeah. way. I'm the good luck with that, friend, because... <laughs> <laughs> when they come to me, like, what should I do? I'm like, well, what do you want to do? Because let's start with there. Do you just support whichever one it is? Well, no, because if you're asking me what I would do, this is what I would do. But that may not necessarily be what you want to do. Because my inclination is always going to be to raise up. <laughs> but that's who I am, so... You say raise up. Yeah. Deuces. <laughs> and I'm not just talking about infidelity. I'm talking about this can cover a myriad of transgressions with me. When people come to me and say, well, what should I do? That depends on what you're asking me. Factual. But yeah, I don't like the way they came at his wife. That wasn't cool at all. Yeah. And she played it backwards by trying to argue back. Like, sweetheart, you are not going to win against the internet. So, Star, I heard you chased away a potential this week. what you do? No, no I'm on the phone no. talking to this guy. Uh-oh. That I had met a couple of weeks ago. And we were having a rather serious <laughs> conversation. And the news was on. He had just finished saying something like really, really serious. And (laughs) the news was reporting about this runaway pig that was on the east side of the city. And the newscaster. Wait, 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 wait. No, don't, 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 don't. (laughs) Don't be trying to skip past that. You know, I don't watch the news. There was a runaway pig on the east side. Of Detroit. Where the pig come from? Who the hell knows? The girl who videotaped him was like, somebody took their stimulus check and bought a pig. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, I kept that in. I was really good about not giggling with that. I kind of like Snicker, but he didn't hear me. (laughs) Where I lost it was (laughs) the newscaster was like, the pork chop on the prowl. Wow. Lord. <laughs> Aww. Call the little piggy a pork chop. That's just rude. I mean, I lost it. Do you hear me? Like, <laughs> so wild. He was like really upset. He was just like, we're having this serious conversation. And we're blah, 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 blah. He was like, I can't believe you. <laughs> so I haven't heard from him since. Wow. He was really mad that I was laughing, but that shit was hilarious. This reporter, she's so serious. She was like, no one knows where he came from and this, this, that, and the other, and blah, 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 and the pork chop on the prowl. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) The way he said it. Yeah. I couldn't take it. Did you explain to the guy that's what was happening? I did. He was still upset. He felt like, my attention was divided. And he's trying to tell you something serious. It was a pause in the conversation. That was the only reason why I even heard. All I saw was this black pig running down the street. 
bye-bye. Like, what in the world? But I'm listening to him, so I didn't hear everything. And then he had gotten really, really quiet. And that's when I heard her say something about the neighbors and blah, blah, blah. And then the girl comes in and she says, somebody took their stimulus check and bought a pig. And then she goes to report some more. And then that's when she said the pork chop on the prom thing. And I just fell out. Yeah. <laughs> so funny to me. Well, you know, I can't criticize you too harshly because you know, I'm terrible at funerals. Do I'm not terrible about a whole lot yeah. of overly dramatized stuff. Funerals are hilarious to me. And Man. yeah, don't ask me to go. I thought they were going to put us out of my step-grandmother's funeral. And I, and I. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. My cousin was appalled. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> did I ever tell you about going to the movie theater to go see the Titanic? No. So, <sighs> it's first of all, it's like four or five of us. We're sitting all in a row or whatever. And ship's sinking. The rowboats are out in the middle of the water. And... The unsinkable Molly Brown was like, we should go back. We have more room and some other stuff. And the little guy, the whatever he was, like the leader of that particular boat, he goes, and we're going to such and such if you don't shut that hole in your face. <laughs> I fell out the theater. <laughs> Man. The way that he said it, I was, oh my God, I couldn't even breathe from trying to hold it in because Oh, I just bust out laughing. So I had these Caucasian people like that were turning around yeah. looking at me all because <laughs> it was a sensitive part of the movie. Yeah. And somebody was like, that's not funny. And I'm like, shut up. Right. <laughs> Man. Somebody was serious and Titanic. I almost had an aneurysm at my dad's funeral because. Oh my God. My dad was a Mason. They always do their little thing. <laughs> so they call themselves being pallbearers. You know how they do their little ceremonies within the ceremony. Yes. These old ass men all went down on one knee. With the casket? No, 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 no. Uh. During the ceremony, they called for them to all get down on one knee at one point. And then they were supposed to stand back up. Boy, was that an ordeal. <laughs> I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I was holding it so hard because I knew that if I even snickered a little bit, that people were going to be looking at me. But yeah, that funeral and also our mutual friend's husband when he passed. Uh -huh. Oh, those cues, boy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Terrible. Okay, but I was doing well with it. I was looking down, I was holding it in, and then my child turned around in the middle of it and looked at me, and then I almost lost it. <laughs> and I couldn't get out of there fast enough because there were so many of them that they were blocking the doors. <laughs> that was awful, I tell you, it was awful. My step-grandmother, for her funeral, we are at her church, and in black funerals, in some of the mid-sized to smaller churches, for every funeral, there's always one really bad singer. Oh, <laughs> yes. yeah. Yes. And it's like, 
they be so serious. And <laughs> so this lady gets up and oh, so she gets to sing and be grateful. And I don't know if you're familiar, probably not, but it has this kind of long drawn out intro. It's like, God shall not promise me. So she got up there and was like, I was like, oh my God, I can't take it. (laughs) Like literally, (laughs) I had to keep the doggo program up to my face. (laughs) And my cousin is over on the side. My daughter is in the back. She's like sitting in the thing behind me. I don't know why she was sitting back there, but anyway. She's looking over at me and was like, are you laughing? I'm like, leave me alone. I can't take it. <laughs> you gotta make it come off like you're crying. Yes. Oh, I could not. This woman was so terrible. <laughs> Woo. When she got to the high pitch part, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to hell. <laughs> like, Glad I'm a better person than y'all. <laughs> you are. Do that shit at weddings, though, because please. Look, bro. I acknowledge that you're a better person. I'm no good at any kind of a ceremonial event. Weddings, funerals, <laughs> graduations. I am awful. Graduations? Graduations are just boring, but I done laughed my way through some weddings. Graduations are boring, but there's usually whoever they have to give the speech is always so serious and they always end up saying something that's hilarious to me. Good for people and they happy and sad times. Yeah, and I'm terrible because I laugh at all of them. Yeah, I laugh at anything that's funny. Yeah. I can't whisper. I find humor in a lot of things that people don't find humor in. Then I shouldn't. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was just me. Oh my God. People be like, why are you laughing? I have nervous laughter too, though. Also because I like words. Sometimes I laugh at not necessarily what people say, but the way they say it sometimes is funny to me. Mm-hmm. And people are like, why is that funny? And I'm like, I do not have time to sit here and explain it. One of the things I had noticed when I was younger is that if you listen to a preacher and a pimp talk, it's the same method of conversation, although obviously the subject matter is different, but the way they talk and the way they promote it is the same way. So I do laugh at that when a lot of preachers are talking to me like, is this nigga trying to pimp me? I yeah, I never really heard that many pimps have conversations. I don't wow. know that I've known a There was pimp. <laughs> uh, documentaries on HBO back in the days. Oh, well, yeah. Damn, I, damn. I saw the one, what was it? Um, pimps Up, Hoes Down. Was that where they had the pimps ball? I saw that one. Yeah, that was one of them. Mm, there's two or three like that, but yeah. Yeah, to my knowledge. I didn't know any pimps. Who knows? <laughs> I'm oblivious to a lot of things, so I could have and just never knew it. Actually, um, of the few I know, it's weird how feminine they are. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to take your word for it. 
You're in Detroit. I'm sure you can stumble across some. Okay. Be in the wrong hood. Well, you'd be surprised at some of the hoods I've been in. <laughs> I ain't say there was none, just wrong. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. I'm oblivious to a lot of things, so who knows? It's a downfall to being a nerd. I have a lot of conversations with drug dealers that a lot of times I don't realize they're even drug dealers until after the fact, but... They're good at it. You're not supposed to. I guess. Conversations with drug dealers. I've had serious deep conversations with drug dealers and then found out after the fact that this person was a drug dealer. And I'm like, oh, how fascinating is that? I had a dude actually try to sell me drugs one time, and I had no idea that that's what was going on. (laughs) I was so oblivious. I didn't even know that that's what he was talking about. Until one of my friends, after he left, was like, you know, he was trying to sell you drugs. I was like, oh, is that what that was? (laughs) I've sold crack as a method of diet. (laughs) Okay. What? (laughs) Listen. Like, oh, you want to lose weight? No, you won't get addicted to this shit. Go ahead. As diets go, technically it's effective. You'd be amazed at how many fat crackheads is running around, but yeah, generally hey, speaking, it works. Actually, I would because I found out recently people were on crack, and I'm like, oh, but you're not <laughs> walking around looking like a scarecrow with like negative ass face. How is that possible? Negative ass face. I'm done. There are functional users of every drug. You've seen the crackheads on Woodward walking around with concave asses. You've seen it. <laughs> Act like I'm the only one. Uh, that's the general result. Oh, concave asses. Yeah, that's how you know. Because that does not exist in nature any other time. Um, I take the difference. Yeah. Ass can't heal. I live in a predominantly Caucasian area and really close to the beach, so I've seen some things. No, I've seen flat, but concave? Mm. Anytime you put on apple bottom jeans and they look like pears, it's a concave ass. I'm so glad I moved out the hood. Neither one of us live in the hood, but we still see it. Right? I actually didn't know crackheads still exist. I thought they graduated to something else by now. Um, Now from Jersey, that never left, but yeah, I see it's coming everywhere else. Meth. Meth is the new drug of choice. I can't really tell you what drug people are on, (laughs) because I'm not plugged in in that way. Seems to be a random prescription pill thing going around. And that's a whole nother conversation that we need to have, like... Or have we had that conversation? Meth heads, you can kind of identify by their teeth. I don't think so. I'm like, dang, what happened they're to so-and-so's running. teeth? Oh, meth. They all look like they've been chewing bricks. Yes. I don't know what that's about, but sure. Mm, mm, mm. Do you celebrate Easter? <laughs> no, I don't. My mother tries to do shit with the kids, and I run over militant things every holiday. Like, no, this is what it's really about. Oh, and at the end, they just go, can we get a basket, though? All right, but you know. See, I like the accoutrements that come with holidays. Dude, brother. I don't really like the lore 
but I do like the stuff that comes with holidays. So I celebrate them anyway. Very uniquely American. Okay. No, no. Uniquely American would be me pretending to care about that shit. And I don't. And I'll tell you, I don't. <laughs> it's Easter. They're like, oh, you got an Easter dress? No, I need an Easter dress for. I'm not going to church. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't even think about that part. Well, my mother knows me better than that. Yeah, because people are like, well, you don't go to church on Easter? I'm like, if I'm going to go to church, it's definitely not going to be on Easter. Like, if if I'm going to go. I have a thing about that. I hate those holiday church goers. Like, Mother's Day and Easter and yeah. like all that. If you don't go any other time of year, don't show up during the holiday just for appearances. Like what? Yeah. For your Instagram. Page. Well, and that's what I'm saying. If you're going to get me to go. No, they flicking it up for the gram at church. You're not going to get me to go on Easter or uh, all things Mother's Day. What better way to look like you're a loyal follower? Oh, I don't care. Than <laughs> be at the church. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about what he said. Oh, on the gram. Yeah than to go during those popular holidays when everybody else go. Yeah, nah. Those are actually the worst to go because they feel like those are recruiting periods. Exactly. And also, there's too many people there. <laughs> and the minister has to perform. So now we got to be there longer than what we should be there to begin with. Nah, I'll pass. See, I'm glad I didn't come up in church like that. You and me both. I was in church every Sunday, bonnet, gloves, Mary Jane shoes, and bobby socks. Mm. But our church was not that way. Like, a lot of the experiences that um, people have, either good or otherwise, about coming up in Baptist churches, we didn't have a lot of that stuff going on. We just didn't. Oh, my God. Easter. My parents were Baptist. My best friend's family was Pentecostal. So... No matter where we went. <laughs> well, we used to cut up, though. <laughs> we used to have so much fun. Actually, you know, church was where we just went to see the hotties. I'd be like, wow. sure, I'll go. I can't front. And I'd say 90-some percent of times I went to church, it was looking for pussy. It was not nothing to do with Jesus. And right. Terrible people. Yeah, we would go to whichever church we thought the hottest dudes were at. And, you know, that's where we would show up. And that's what it was. Like, I can't tell you half of what that minister was talking about because I would tune him out. Because usually he would be saying some stuff that was ridiculous anyway. Also, we would pass notes to the cuties back and forth. Wow. Church. Church needs more women like you. <laughs> Church was fun. And then it stopped being fun. And what made it stop being fun? The old people would expect us to pay attention. The nerve of them. <laughs> right. Then what am I there for? Wow. To hear the word and praise his name? Mm, to hear the word through somebody else's interpretation, pass. I can read a book. But did you? Yeah, I read that book a couple times. That, that fucks up church. It does. <laughs> Very much so. My experience was way different. Even though it was through someone else's interpretation, in my opinion, it wasn't exaggerated or skewed. Well, I'm not going to say all, but a lot of pastors and reverends 
have a way of skewing what's in the Bible. Um, yeah. <laughs> you think? <laughs> to fit, you know, some sort of agenda, and that, that agenda is usually money. <laughs> yeah, our pastor didn't really do that. And maybe that's the reason why our church probably won't make it. <laughs> probably won't make it another 10 or 15 years, I don't think. But that church, I went back for their 100th anniversary. They wanted me to take photos. And I found it very refreshing to know that not a lot had changed in the way that they did things, including that it just wasn't a money grab. I went to Wine and Shirt and I was so annoyed by the fact that they had people getting up to pass the plate to put the money in the plate. Yeah. Well, no, oh. they had you get up oh. to put the money in like baskets and things oh. like that. But the way that they did it was if you were giving $500 or more, stand up now. Right. If you were giving $100 oh, or more, I was like, what yeah. kind of foolishness is this? I was just like, oh, my life. Pimping. Yeah, pretty much. There was one church that I didn't mind going to. When I lived in Houston, I stayed with my aunt and uncle and cousin. And my aunt was very much a you-have-to-go-to-church kind of person. So she would drag us to church every Sunday and they had a minister there who understood my plight <laughs> and keep in mind, we were in central time. So football started at noon. So he would be like, here, take my keys. You can go sit in my office and watch the game. And at the time I was also taking classes. So I would do my homework and watch the game and there was a loudspeaker where I could listen to the sermon if I wanted to. All right. Like you were paying attention. Every now and then I would try to hear what was going on because I needed to be back in the church <laughs> when everything broke up. So my auntie wouldn't ask me questions. After a while, yeah, she did not like that at all. And all the old people in the church did not like him. So they got him up out the paint. But I liked him. But that was also the church where they blamed me for making the Sunday school teacher quit. And it was not my fault, by the way. Do tell. <laughs> okay, so they used to make us go to this young adult class because I think I was like 20 in Sunday school, which was so ridiculous. So we would sit there and it was this old ass lady. I mean, she had to have been in her late 80s who called herself teaching that class, right? One day, probably knew God personally. <laughs> <laughs> One day, heathens, I think. <laughs> so I would listen to her. I normally would not say much. And she would call on me, which was really annoying because she wanted me to add something to the discussion. I didn't have nothing to add. But it just so happened that day. What? <laughs> yeah, I didn't, right. I didn't have anything to add. Like, I mean, what do you want me to say? I'm not going to sit here and lie to y'all. So one day she was saying that if you don't accept Jesus, then you're automatically, your soul is doomed to hell and all this other stuff. So I raised my hand. Not true. <laughs> I said, so what you're saying is 
if someone grows up in, say, India, they have absolutely zero concept of Christianity or Jesus because that is not how they're raised in their culture. If they don't accept Jesus Christ, their soul is doomed to hell because they happen to have grown up as a Hindu or whatever. And she was like, well, yeah. And I told her that was the biggest crock of mess I had ever heard in my life. <laughs> I was like, that is so ridiculous. I was like, so what you're saying is God is petty. And so we had this mini debate <laughs> about how the God that she was trying to make us believe was punishing people for things that was beyond their control. And how was that a beneficent God or whatever? It's a lot of that in the Old Testament. Anyway, so she never came back, and people said that was my fault, but, you know, I heard she was in the hospital and stuff like that. I don't think it had anything to do with me. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I didn't kill her. No, she was still alive. She just didn't come back to teach the class. You were stressing her out. <laughs> you were supposed to hit her with the, so what happens when children die young? That was one of my things. I was like, so when an infant comes into the world and they survive, I don't know, an hour, 30 minutes, no concept of this Jesus Christ that you speak, they're just going to hell? Well, that's not what I'm saying. That is what you're saying. Like, what are you saying then, lady? Tell me. If I understand the rule book correctly... If you are free of sin, but don't accept Christ as your savior, you end up in limbo. You don't go to heaven or hell. Well, supposedly. But I read. Yes. This is what she was teaching to the class that day. And that is why. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy making people question their own religion. Like, yeah, so I, you're here, but you never read the book from Genesis to Revelation. And that is why I took exception to it. Because, yeah, I was 20, but a lot of these people were like still 15, 16 years old. And I just thought that was a messed up thing to be teaching people. <laughs> like, why would you say that? And it became this big thing. And they blamed me for her not coming back to teach class. Going to hell. Well, if I'm going to hell, it's probably not for that. <laughs> I mean, I worked for a Catholic health system. So please understand, I have been cussed out by a priest. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and nuns. I've also been blessed by priests and nuns. So it's a toss up. Kinky. <laughs> I have went and I had gotten rebaptized. This was in my earlier 20s. Usually after you get baptized, you go with some sisters or some brothers of the church and they kind of do almost like a new member thing with you. Here was my first issue with this particular church and why I never went back. They had you saying this ridiculous phrase over and over again until supposedly the spirit of the Lord would take over you. So it was just like some ridiculous, like frog it all without or whatever. Oh, Lord. And it's like, <laughs> that's supposed to be your speaking in tongues. Oh my goodness. The speaking and in tongues people. That, I can't. 
<laughs> I thought that was the most ridiculous thing. One of the other things was because I ended up having a conversation with like the co-pastor and he's probably glad that I didn't come back. One of the other issues that I had was, because keep in mind, in my church, I'd never seen anybody catch the Holy Ghost or speaking in tongues. Oh my goodness. Speaking that tongues. That used to be the biggest entertainment for us was to see who was going to catch the Holy Ghost that week. <laughs> yeah, that's that dance. Yes. Here's my thing about Kicking that. Kicking off the right? shoes and the hat flies off. <laughs> Get it on the good foot. <laughs> Here's my thing. I'm not the one to say who's not catching what. Oh, but my Lord. It's so performative. <laughs> here was my issue with that whole thing. It would seem that the majority of the people in the church who were either speaking in tongues or had gotten the Holy Spirit, that it was tempo-based Yes, to me. Yes, absolutely. So it's like as the music is going, duh, 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 and that's when, that's when the most activity in the church takes yes. place. And then as the music is calming down, the majority of the church will calm down. And the first time that I saw that, I was just completely amazed. And it made no sense to me that if God is taking over you, they, he's not going to be done until he's done. He's not listening to music cues. Like what? What is going on here? Well, the way they were always done in the churches that we used to go to is Sister Whoever would pass out. And then the nurses, and I say, oh, you, can, you can't see my, my, my air quotes because <laughs> nurses, okay, would go and get her and fan her and take her out and tend to her. And then that was when it was over. But it was very performative to me and very entertaining. I did not understand that. And then as I was talking to this co-pastor, I was telling him about my confusion with the words that or the phrases that you had to say over and over again to kind of, I guess, conjure up speaking in tongues. I'm not sure what that was supposed to be doing. And then I was talking about the Holy Ghost thing being tempo based or it appeared mm -hmm. to be tempo based. But then the one thing I think that really annoyed him was it was during the uh, pastor sermon. Basically, you telling people if they don't give like a certain amount of money and I'm not even talking about. I can't remember what exactly it says in the Bible, but it does. It's like a tenth of your spoils. <laughs> but well, yeah, it's, it's vaguely said. It's not a direct. It wasn't in order at all. It was just somebody had like you know ten something and gave one, and that, and now everybody exactly. interprets it as oh you're supposed to give ten percent. No, that, that well, but see that's my that's thing. So you try to make people feel like they're going to hell if they. But this this particular pastor, it wasn't about giving. Oh my God, what is that whole process? Help me out. Tithe. What is that called? tithing? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so tithing back in the biblical days wasn't necessarily monetary. No, it wasn't at you all. You know, it could be. <laughs> it wasn't. My, it wasn't monetary at yeah. all. There was no. You know. So here's the thing. You have this pastor that basically gets up there and says, oh, if you don't give a certain amount of your paycheck or you're going to hell, I don't agree with that. You know, well, you're supposed to give a tenth of your spoils and this, this, that, and the other. But see, here's the thing. Tenth of your spoils and tithing, if that's what you're saying the same thing, that's not what he said. And 
there's other ways to tie. You understand? So you're trying to tell me all of those people back in the day before there was any kind of currency exchanging hands when it was basically the barter system or, you know, I'll give you my two sheep for your cow. They all going to hell? Like, I don't understand. And he just looked at me and he just was like, well, that'll take further conversation for you to understand yeah. how blah, blah. Like, Get the fuck out of here. Pimping. I hate a church like that because, see, here's my thing. I grew up in a pretty ideal church in my mind, right? Um, we didn't have a lot of the foolishness that you see going on today. And for me, as I've gotten older, I can understand people's problems with church and religion and the issues. But to me, it's not so much the religion, it's the representatives of the religion that's the problem. Yeah. Um, okay. Not often. all of them. I mean, yeah, not all of them, but a the lot representatives of them. are the bigger problem, I would say. Yeah, well, it depends on what religion, too. But the doctrine is often problematic to me as well. Yeah, some of them are, you know, depending on which one. But I will say I have less problem with doctrine than I do the representative with how people tend to interpret the doctrine. I'll say that. Yeah, I can't. But as far as the pimping, the thing that really irritates yeah, oh my God, Daddy Rich, right? (laughs) I mean, he ain't nobody but Daddy Rich. That whole prosperity gospel thing to me, your pastor is riding around in a Benz, iced out, and... And you kept him a bus. All of y'all are struggling paycheck to paycheck. And he's talking about y'all need to give a tenth of your income. Like, what kind of... You need to put a tenth of your income in a savings account or an investment account. And then people justify that. Well, the pastor has to look good. No, he doesn't. No, he does not. <laughs> Who said that he Shout has to look good? government taking double that and better. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, we've been on this for a while. <laughs> Jesus walking around in sandals and and cloth. Like, are you serious? Yeah. You're going to oh. follow that socialist? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I'm going to stop fucking with people's religion. Y'all do what you feel. Yeah, do what you feel. I mean, but the part that irritates me is when they try to bring me into it. (laughs) Yeah. That's where I have fun, though, because I did more research than you. Because if I tell you that I don't believe in something, what irritates me about, and particularly Christians, but by no means is it just them, is the audacity to demand. I mean, and they will demand an explanation from me. I don't owe you shit. Like, I don't have to tell you why I don't believe what you believe. What A is lot wrong of people can't you? distinguish the difference between facts and beliefs, though. Yeah, but when I tell you that I am not one of you, well, why not? What is it about it? that? First of all, Whoa. I don't owe you an explanation. I didn't ask you for one. (laughs) Why do you think that it's okay to ask me for one? And then also the, well, I'm going to pray for you, people. (laughs) I'm like, all right, well, you know. Appreciate it. Right, waste your time whatever way you feel 
his best. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but if you really meant that, why do you feel the need to tell me that that's what you're going to do? Right. Just say your prayer and keep them moving. What do you expect from me? Kudos? I don't care. <laughs> okay? But anyway, that, those are just my little pet peeves. Let me stop. Praise his name. Who's yours? I'm not that full of myself. Give me a little <laughs> bit of credit. Well, then I don't know what him you're talking about. Why can't anyone ever praise her name? Alanis Morissette? Sure. <laughs> She's <laughs> just as good as anyone else. I mean, why not? <sighs> as long as we're on the subject of religious confusion, I was wondering what times in life y'all have felt like you needed to question the powers that be um since birth hmm <laughs> it's what i do <laughs> I mean, it hasn't been since birth for me i think the first time i was five years old and i was in sunday school and they were telling the story of david and goliath and, you know, some of the stories, you know, he had a slingshot and he hit him with a rock and other ones he threw the rock. And it's like, wait, y'all told this same story two times and it wasn't the exact same both times. Are we reading the same book here? No, probably not. <laughs> Different versions. Yeah, I didn't know that at five, <laughs> six, whatever I was at the time. Yeah. I think the other two biggest were... When my nephew died, that was the first time I had ever been to a wake, so I was already thrown off because I didn't know what it was. I thought it was just a bunch of people sitting there sad, and then you look over, and there's a baby in the casket, and it's like, oh, fuck. But I'm standing in the hallway after it, and the preacher that was there was like, don't worry, it's okay, God needed him in heaven. And at this point, I'd already studied way more than the Bible, so I'm looking at her like, Really? Now's the moment? Mm -hmm. And then the other time, this was, what's my oldest? 10. So 11 years ago, my niece died on Christmas. And I remember standing outside the hospital because it was my brother's, same one who's my nephew died, it's his daughter. Right. Like, this cannot be possible. I'm already, in my head, it's as simple as God is a variation of the word good, devil is a variation of the word evil, heaven and hell are mind states. So I'm already that unique religiously, and I'm sitting outside this hospital like, okay, God exists. He's not going to let a baby die on Christmas Day after my brother has already lost one. But, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my and thing, I don't want to be selfish with God because there's way more fucked up shit happening in the world. But oh, absolutely. I'm an advocate. I mean, no, nah, don't pray for me. There's more shit you should be praying for, people. Uh, well, sure, but again, I'm not here to regulate your prayers, but I also don't need to know about them. <laughs> so that's my thing, you know. The reason why you tell me you're going to pray for me is to elicit a response from me of some of some sort. Not real sure what that is, but okay. 
But I, I guess I'm egotistical. I'm just hoping they're praying to have me. But whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> I guess I've always had a problem with. I've always had a problem with the notion that there is an omnipotent being who gets all the credit when things go well, but takes none of the blame when things do not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. I, I've never been able to really reconcile that. You're either omnipotent or you're not. Like, 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 what are we doing here? It's too deep. You can't understand. Apparently. And so I just don't. <laughs> but, you know. I do have a hard time as expansive as the universe is existing like they're like human beings are the smartest creatures in the universe. Now nah, that's not at all possible. Clearly there are powers out there that know more than us, control more than us. And, and then there's created that even before, during and after us. But what exactly that is. I don't and, know. and that's and what I'm, I'm comfortable say saying. I don't know. And that's what I'm saying. I don't know, which is why I always say, you know, people are like, Oh, well you're an atheist. And I'm like, I'm not really an atheist. I would a better description of me would be an atheist leaning agnostic because I am very comfortable with letting you know that I'm not sure one way or the other. Yeah. And I'm not going to accept any given made up story that sounds cool to fill in a bunch of shit that can't be proven. Right. But I'm also not willing to go so far as to say you're absolutely wrong. No, which, yeah, beliefs are beliefs and which, they're powerful. Which is also Absolutely. why, yeah, which is also why, you know, I feel like, you know, people should believe what they want to, you know, let them believe what they want to believe. Like, it doesn't bother me. Whatever makes your ass act right. And I, and I do know, <laughs> well, see, and that's the thing for me. Like, to me, if you're only being a good person because you're afraid of, what might happen to you after you die? Yeah. Are you really are you really actually a good person though? You know what I mean? Or are you just or are you just obedient? Because there's a difference. You know, I mean, in all reality, I'd love to go to every police station I see and piss on the front porch, but the thought of going to jail for it isn't my thing. So yeah, it keeps me in line. Well, yeah, it keeps you in line, but that but that doesn't mean that you don't wholeheartedly believe that they should be pissed on. That is my point. Like, if the yeah. only reason you're not out here doing horrible things, reprehensible things in the world, is the fear of reprisal, doesn't really make you a good person. It just makes you, you know, obedient and fearful. Like, and, and, and that's kind of another thing that, like, irks me like when I tell people that I am not a believer I, I had one dude you know I was like oh yeah you know I'm not a Christian he was like oh yes you are I was like no I'm not he was like <laughs> he was like yeah you are I mean but that when he was like yeah you are he was like you're too good a person not to be like what is it with Christians that think that y'all wow. have cornered the market on good <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the only way you can be good is if you believe this set of things. And I, and I just wholeheartedly reject that. 
Like if I do, if I do I do nice things for people because I enjoy doing nice things for people. I don't do nice things for people because I think it's going to get me into heaven. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think my first time I questioned uh, I I don't remember how old I was. I do know that I was in nursery school. Um, somewhere between nursery and elementary school. And this girl that um, I had went to school with, or I went to nursery school with, so I'm sorry, I was in elementary school. But I remember my grandmother coming in and telling me, you know, that Tina passed away and Tina was the girl that I had that that I was really good friends with in nursery school. And how she passed away was that she drowned in a swimming pool. And I just remember being so just confused and like questioning like why didn't you save her? Like she was a child. Like Yeah. Why didn't you save her? Why did you let her die? Yeah. yeah. Also, you know, the whole be a good person and good things will happen to you and bad things are going to happen to bad people. Yeah. I've, I have found that, you know, good things happen to bad people all the time <laughs> and vice versa. Yep. So happens to bad people. Yeah, yes, they do. Yes. Yes. And vice versa. So, you know, yeah. like, so none of that has bared out to be true to me at all. So, you know, why like people get what they learn in the long run, which is probably more karma, but not well, right. But not always. (laughs) I mean, not always. Not always. Yeah. I think generally they do, though. I mean, it depends on, you know, I guess how you interpret that. But, you know, like (laughs) there are a lot of great things that happen to reprehensible people and. You know, so I just don't depend on some deity to come in and, you know, smite them, <laughs> you know, or or exact some sort of justice, you know, like, I'm not waiting for that, because, you know, if that's what you're waiting for, you're probably going to end up being disappointed in this world, but... But you'd be surprised <laughs> how many people believe that that's going to be the case. Oh, well, you know, God's going to take care of them. Mm, probably not. To add on to what you were saying before, I've often wondered if people do really believe in God or they're scared not to. Um. Hmm. I think a lot of time it's I don't know, they're scared. Individuals. I think a lot of time it's I think sometimes it's that they're scared not to, and that is because the way we teach religion to young children is pretty much yeah you know you either obey this what we're telling you or these bad things are going to happen. Right, and you know. How fair is that? Because then what happens is bad things happen anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. Gotta get them while they're young. Yeah. 
But, anyway, I had to go walk the dog. Yeah, I had to take my ass to sleep so I can hit the streets in the morning. Walk in the dog. Sorry. All right, Magic. Yeah, I was trying to think to the, what are we going to call them, the three hive? <laughs> yeah, no. If you like the show, tell a friend, tell a foe, tell a hoe. If you don't, tell everybody you know. It's the Threesome Podcast on the Instagram and the Threesome Pod on Twitter. And we don't know who's in charge of Facebook. We're going to have to hire somebody. <laughs> but, right. Know, if you know us, you can find us on there. <laughs> COVID. Don't do that. <laughs> Good night, people. Good night. Good night.